Full Service Radio is proudly supported and hosted by Simplecast, the easiest way for a podcast creator to publish and distribute audio on the internet. For more information, visit Simplecast.com. Service Radio. Hi, welcome back to The Wedding Dish. We are coming at you live over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. The Wedding Dish is the essential wedding podcast where we chat with real married or engaged couples professionals in the D.C. area, and we read listeners' stories or answer their questions on our mini-episodes. You'll hear tips and tricks about planning, gain inspiration, and hear real-life experiences. And today, we have a bit of a relaxed fit episode, which is super fun and very exciting. Um, And yeah, you guys are in for a treat. That's Sarah Alapin, co-host of The Wedding Dish and CEO of District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And that is Steph Norton, the entrepreneur and producer behind The Wedding Dish. As usual, we have our little French bulldog sidekick, Clouseau, in his podcasting chair. And we have our guest, Aaron's dog, Coda, joining us also today. She's a Shiba Inu, and she is super funny. Um, Clouseau's totally a bulldozer, and she is kind of like a little kitty cat. I also like to think of her as a little diva because she's like, no, I'm not playing with you. Yeah, I'll paw you if I want you to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> she's so funny because she reminds me of like a ho-ho, one of the um, those little hostess bre- or um, dessert treat things because she's black, but then she has these cute little like brown white paws and a little brown white part of her tail and her mm-hmm. face like a and white stuff. underbelly oh my gosh yeah. she is so cute so cute and it's funny because whenever Erin takes photos of her she looks like she's this giant dog but she's actually really tiny <laughs> yeah well she's a little chubby she, she has a badger-like figure is how I describe her she looks like a badger but she's very elegant she is. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Well, now that we've introduced the dog thoroughly, we <laughs> will introduce you to our guest today, the CEO of Mabelie Q, Erin Perkins. She is a DMV-based virtual operations and design firm, and she's also an accessibility expert. Yeah, thank you for having me here. I'm super excited to be here on the podcast. Yeah, thanks so much for being here. And um So we're actually transcribing this podcast episode as we go. Um, We're using otter.ai. It's a a phone app. I I have an iPhone, so I don't know if it works. Well, you can use it on your desktop, anything really, and transcribe it as you go along. Yeah, you do it with phone calls. I do it with phone calls. I do it with, like, if I have a video running, I'll, like, have it transcribed at the same time so I can kind of, like, follow along. Especially if the video is not captioned. Yeah. Smart. Yeah, that is smart. I didn't know you did that. Very smart. Mm-hmm. You're just a smart lady. <laughs> um, so we're super excited to be here. And um, and Aaron is also the operations manager for District Bliss and Photos from the Hardy. And as of 
like last week or the week before the wedding dish too. Yeah, I will for all three. I figured what was one more. I'm already <laughs> doing two of them, and I already know how her system works. So I just figured with one more. Well, we're very lucky to have you. Yeah, and we're glad to have you. Yeah, yeah. When I suggested it to Steph, you should have seen her face. It was like, <laughs> it was almost like I told her she could take a vacation. <laughs> That was like all expenses paid to the warmest, sunniest place that she she could ever be. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, look at her. Look at her face now. <laughs> she looks like she's ready for a nap. It's so relaxed. It's having Aaron on the team has made life so much easier for me. And that's what you basically try to do, right? Like, that's yeah, your goal? Yeah, I mean, that's my goal is for my client to feel like, oh, I don't have to worry about stuff because I know Aaron had it under control. Yeah. I work normal people hours and I own two businesses and podcast and normal people hours. Normal people hours. Is there such a thing anymore? Uh, well, not freelancing really. No. You don't really get normal hours. I didn't. I mean, I don't really even consider this freelancing. I consider this a Yeah, business. you have a full business. I was saying for myself, like... I yeah. never had, even when I had my own business, like freelancing, I never had like normal hours, yeah. which is why yeah, it's such a treat. Yeah, but this is the wedding industry. There are no such thing as normal hours. True. That's true. That's true. But I get to take days off and stuff. Yeah, that's true. Do you yeah. want to tell the story of how you, uh, how you started working with me? All right. So <laughs> I basically two years was it yeah it was two years wow two years ago oh so i've been following there on district split because but i've never been able to go to an event prior to 2018 because they were always held during like weird hours and like well not weird hours like six to nine during the weekday i'm like well i don't live in dc so quite a truck for me to go into DC. You live in Maryland, right? Yeah, okay. I live in Maryland. Which is not that big of a deal. Like, normally, oh, now yes it's like... Because it <laughs> <laughs> I, I live in mind. Virginia, and we call it cr- crossing the Potomac Ocean. It's like a full, like, okay, I'm gonna, like, you know, it's a lot, but yeah. Yeah. So, now that I had my own business, I was like, I was, and I saw that she was trying to hire somebody, and I was like, ooh, I want to work for her. So I just started showing up at the event and I was talking to her and basically talked to her for like eight months before <laughs> she would actually bring me on as a, as a team. Yeah. So. so, and not for lack of wanting to, but it was like the idea of having to train someone to do things in my quirky way, because mm-hmm. I do have a quirky way. You do. Um, and to train someone to understand my brain and my systems and my process was like such an exhausting feat. Was it what I was thinking? So it'd be it, more work than it was worth. Exactly. And I, I've had assistants in the past, and they're they've been lovely. But then we've had turnover, and then I have to train again. And that's like, mm-hmm. you know, so like I was just exhausted from it and I was overworking myself Mm -hmm. because I didn't feel like putting the effort in and it seemed like the easier thing to do and we've actually talked about we have some friends who still do this that I'm like why don't they assign this to you here's the thing like I I get it it's like you went through this period of overwhelm and I'm pretty sure all my clients went through this where they're like 
I would love to hire you, but like the thought of having to train someone, but it's not necessarily having to train me. It's more of like me coming on board and talking to you and saying, what do you want to do? What do you don't want to do? Like, how can we simplify your life? And usually they have certain ways of doing things, but sometimes I come to them with new ways mm-hmm. of doing things. They're like, ooh. I like that so much better. Yeah. Like, I've actually been able to implement multi and breath with most of my clients, and they love it. Because, like, it actually makes so much sense because you don't get that email overwhelm of, like, oh, my God, I've all... No, you really don't. You have, like, maybe three emails that you need to respond to. The rest are, like, junk. Yeah, right? you set that up for us, and we have it in our wedding dish mm-hmm. um, email. And Steph was looking at it today and was like, oh my gosh, this is so much easier than dealing with just like the main inbox, having a million unread things that you just, you don't want to log in anymore. Yeah, definitely. That's like, the thing is like managing the the inbox, managing your processes behind the game and having someone take care of that means you guys can focus on the more detailed stuff like for the podcast you want to like focus on getting the right people on the podcast and not have to worry about all the little things that have to happen to make the podcast happen. Yeah. Yeah. Like the systems. And so Aaron basically sat down with me for one day and fixed all of my systems in two businesses. And then when I implemented her, the third business, I took those things or not business, but the podcast, I took those things and applied them. So bringing her on board took like, an hour for the <laughs> podcast. And it's so much less work. It's amazing. <laughs> um, so tell us a little bit about Mabel EQ. How so, did you start? You know, what was what what it, what do you love? So I was laid off from my corporate job two years ago and that was like a pretty devastating blow. Because I've been there for almost 12 years, and this was the second time they restructured. But, like, by the second time they restructured, I knew I was, gonna, was not going to make it through. And, and it was something that I was like, okay, so I started applying to jobs. But then, I, during this whole process, I was like, why am I applying to these jobs? I'm going to basically start back at square one with the whatever corporate I end up working for and I really did not want that for myself. Plus I felt like because I had a disability, I felt like that was gonna be used against me, even though there are laws. I don't think that's true. Like I th- I don't think people necessarily Well laws are laws but people are people. Yeah. And we're always going to have our things we make assumptions about. Like yeah. it's I I assume Aaron doesn't like to be touched a lot of times. But right. if I'm talking, oh, we buried the lead on this. Aaron is deaf. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Let's clarify that. I am deaf. I can still speak really well because I had 10 years of speech therapy. And most people don't realize I'm deaf, but like I am. So don't think I'm annoying you if you're talking to me, please. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So sometimes if you're behind her, she won't necessarily realize you're talking to her. So I'll like touch her arm. But I always feel bad, like thinking, oh, she probably hates when I do that. But that's something that I have 
where you you're like, no, I, I like that you do that because then I know you're talking to me and otherwise you think I'm ignoring you. Yeah. <laughs> and it makes a big, I mean, it, we all have our preconceived notions, mm-hmm. whether they're anything that actually, you know, is hurtful or harmful or whatever, or just right. confusing. It's, um, we live in that, you know, Space. You live in your little bubble, so like I do, so I do too tightly. Let's do my own business, and I put myself out there in the DC area, and I met so many amazing like small business owners, and I was like, oh, right, I can do this. So I did start out with my background of graphic design, and I am a super duper organized nerd. Like I love <laughs> all things organization. Like all my files are like neat, and. There has to be logic to it, but I also have, like, the sense from my previous job is that not everyone works in the same way, but you can still have a system that makes sense for them. So I was able to take those skills and apply that to my business and just run with it. And I've been doing this for two years now, and I have, I, I can't keep track, just, just consistent clients, yeah. and that's, like, and I love it. And each one of them are completely different from another, but I can still like keep them all going. It's really cool too because you focus on female entrepreneurs who support other female entrepreneurs. Right. I think that it's just like it's also our values align with one another. We we are huge believers in community over competition. Like if like in the wedding industry, if there's a job you can't take. You always want to have somebody yes. that you can super rely on to refer them to. Like, I had a previous client of mine. She came to me and she said, I need help with this. But after I talked with her, I was like, I am not the right person for this job. But I knew somebody else that I thought was the right person. So I asked them, can you take this person on? And I introduced them. And Like, why not? I'm not just going to leave them abandoned because they are a client of mine. Mm-hmm. So let's like put the two together. Yeah, it's like client management and client care. Even if you aren't necessarily taking them on as a client, it's still um, it's still like you want to treat them as though they are your client. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, because that's it makes you feel good. It makes you look really good. And I mean, everybody loves it. Comes back around. Yeah. I mean, I think everybody should always be supportive of each other. Yeah. We're all trying our best. <laughs> and I think women, especially in the DT area, the women that I've met are, have been, like, phenomenal. Like, just in supporting each other, then, like, sharing business ideas, like, just, like, collaborating. And that has been so much fun for me. It feels good. It, the energy is so much better. Like, I felt like in the corporate, it was the crab theory. Where you start climbing up the bucket and then all of a sudden somebody pulls you down. I hated that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's not your jam. It's not nope, your vibe. Not my, nope. Yeah, it's, um, you know, it's, it's really interesting because Aaron bringing together all of these communities, um, we had Taylor, if you all remember, mm-hmm. Taylor from our, um, she did our season finale for season one, but she was also on episode three. I yeah, think. Lemon Tree Editorial. So yeah. She's a wedding copywriter that we had on. Yeah. yeah. 
Um, and she was on as a bride to be as well. Um, and so after the episode, when we were outside talking, and you know we had never met before the podcast episode, we were talking about something, and all of a sudden we were both like, "Wait, are you talking about Aaron?" <laughs> yeah, it's six degrees of Aaron in DC. It really. Is. That's what I think it's starting to. Feel I think like. everyone I know knows you, but we just don't know yet. <laughs> <laughs> It's so funny. I was I was floored that she knew you. And then I got to run into her at some of your speaking engagements, too, which was super fun. Yeah, it was fun because, like, Taylor and I actually met over Instagram. Oh. And she would, like, like, like me. I was like, sure. I, I, I have no qualms about meeting strange people in the... <laughs> no problem. But we went and we had dinner together and we just, like, hung out for, like, three hours. I was like, but I'm sad. She moved to Dallas. Yeah. We miss her. Yeah. That's that's the great thing. Like, in D.C., because I'm, I'm not from here and I moved here. I don't think anybody from D.C. Yeah, that's true. Well, Sarah Except is. Except for, like, not from. Well, you're from this area. Yeah. But, yeah. I mean. Like, same. an hour away. It's, it's a challenge, right, to find other creative women that mm-hmm. you can work with or just get to know, network with, whatever. It's just. It's yeah. just tough because it's not like a New York or Los Angeles where everything revolves around that. Yeah, I think DC has a different vibe. It's definitely more political and that's why like being able to meet all these creatives is just like inspiring because it brings life to the city I think that we need. Yeah, I totally agree. I agree and that's as you know why I founded District Bliss yep. originally. <laughs> Yeah. And why you wanted to work with us. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> so um, you work with several clients who are in the wedding industry. Mm-hmm. Um, what is your favorite part of working with wedding industry specific clients? Or how is it different? It's, well, like they are nicer than the corporate industry client. I hate the corporate and the salespeople are actually kind of mean. With the the couple, I find interesting because I'm behind the scenes. They gen- generally just want information, and if you can guide them through that process, like to make sure that they're happy, they get it. You're spending a lot of money on your wedding day, and like. As long as you treat us with respect, we will always treat you with respect. And I feel like I've maybe run into, like, two clients where I was like, no, <laughs> I do not ever want to work with you again. But for the most part, they've all been, like, all the cup wedding couples have been, like, amazing coming through for my client. All And it's just, like, be able to offer them something that makes the 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 dream day come true is like awesome that's really cool i love that yeah um do you have any suggestions about uh we mentioned you're an accessibility expert and we're going to get into that but regarding weddings um do you have any recommendations about you know if you do have any sort of like deaf family members or guests or um how to be inclusive on your wedding day. So the biggest thing is, like, my cousin actually got married a, a year and a half ago. And, like, my whole family's hearing, and me and my sister are the only two that are deaf. 
And we always know, everyone always plans what they're going to say for their vows and the minister, priest, whoever also already knows what they're going to say. So we make sure, so we ask them, can you like make sure you have something printed out for us? And they did, and they just gave it to us right before everyone was going down the aisle. And that just like made it easier for us to follow along. Um, we don't necessarily ask for us to be in the front row because like usually the front row is reserved, so we can respect that. Um, but um, just say, ask them, every person is different. Asking them what they would need to be feel included at the wedding is super important because sometimes people just don't want attention on them. Mm-hmm. They're like, I don't want, like, you know, I just want to, like, go through the motion. Me, I kind of want to know what they're saying because I always feel like I miss out on the, you know, the fun, quirky thing that they sometimes say. And if toasts are already pre-written, that would be amazing because that is something I always feel like I missed out on. Like, all the, like, toasts. So writing out the toasts and the the vows. Yeah. Like anything that you can pre-distribute. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not like blowing the surprise because it's not like you're giving it to... Aaron's not going to email it around to all your guests. (laughs) No, no. Um, And I usually actually wait until it's happening and then I just follow along. Yeah, just include it Because I don't want to be in the moment. Yeah. 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 Like you want to laugh at the times when everybody's laughing and you want to see the guest reactions and Mm -hmm. you don't want to spoil the the surprise for yourself. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. We actually, for Photos from the Hardy, a couple of years ago, we had um, the bride's family, both of her parents and about 75% of her family members were deaf. And so they brought in an interpreter, which was an interesting thing in terms of photography. Yeah. Because, you know, when you're... You want them in the picture. You, it was sort of like, you know, do you know them well? Do you want them in the photos? Right. Because if, if it's somebody that is like, you know, on the outskirts that wouldn't have necessarily made the cut for the wedding day, but is like a friend, that's a different yeah. situation. So, um, but it, it did, we did have to discuss the logistics of where they could stand um, mm-hmm. and everything. And they, of course, it was in a church, so they had to talk about, you know, they can't be in the sanctuary or can they be and you know, whatever the policy was yeah. with that church. And I believe they were allowed to stand on the edge of the sanctuary, um, but which was nice. It was out of our frame. Um, but they stayed and they signed the whole ceremony they signed the toast. They signed, I believe, the first dance and the father-daughter and mother-son dances. Um, and they signed the blessing. Um, and I think they did like a thank you and then they left for the evening. But it was really nice that they got to experience in real time what was going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, it was something that I had never really thought about um, tackling as a photographer or someone in the wedding industry because um, it's just it's a different it's a different experience that I had never had but it was really nice to have them there because I could see everyone really enjoying it and that made mm -hmm. the photos so much better I mean it like thinking about it, I'm getting goosebumps, but on the way back down the aisle, her dad signed, I love you to her. Uh, and I got the photo and I was like, it still makes me like tear up when I think about uh, it. That's sweet. Like I will say one of my friends, they got married a couple years ago. Her husband's hearing, but she's deaf and like half of her friends are deaf. 
So they had interpreters for the wedding, but they also had a cart um, where somebody also types because not everybody knows sign language. It just depends on their level of knowledge. And my favorite part of the whole thing was with the DJ, because everyone still loves music, like deaf people do love music. Um, the DJ, we had like a screen behind them and it like had the lyrics of all the songs the whole time. Oh, that's so, so cool. Yeah, it was so fun. So we could like follow along because we do like to sign to the song as well. Mm-hmm. So that was just like one of my favorite parts. That's so cool. And it doesn't seem like it would be that hard to do because it's kind of like karaoke. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly like karaoke. So it already exists. It doesn't seem like it would be, you know, too much of a hurdle. No, I think DJ should include it no matter what. Because how many people actually don't realize they don't know the word until... That's my husband. Day. That's my husband. He doesn't know the words. And then you're like, those are not the words. <laughs> <That's> me. <laughs> and uh, it'll be like an 80s song that I've been singing the wrong words to forever. Totally. And it's like the title of the song and I'm singing the wrong thing. Like, um, the, I think it's Creedence Clearwater song that's like uh, Bad Moon Rising. Oh, yeah. Um. I thought it said, uh, don't go out tonight because you're bound to lose your life. There is a bathroom on the right for years. And I always thought it was so weird. I can't believe I just admitted that in public. (laughs) That was an impromptu musical performance by Sarah. Can we cut that? (laughs) No, there's no cutting anything. That was so great. I loved it. Oh my God, I don't think I could get more red than I am. <laughs> she is really red right now. She loves her credence. I mean, who doesn't? Right? So well, sing I don't along. think. I don't. Like, I will find, but like, I don't think. Oh, God forbid. The only thing I will sing is happy birthday. Only because I know everyone's bad at it. Yeah, that song it's is a one hard of the hardest song to songs. sing. Yeah. That's so funny. Um. Oh, and the best thing is, like, what actually makes more sense is, even if it's a hearing wedding, you should just, like, take your napkin and twirl it around as opposed to tapping on the glass if you want the, the couple to kiss. Like, oh, the photos of that would be super cute. Yeah, I think those are more visually than, like, tapping a glass. Like, how many people actually hear you tap the glass? Mm-hmm. So well, if you do the napkin thing... And once you start the glass tapping, if there are kids there, it will not stop the whole oh. rest of the time. Didn't do it. <laughs> I, I just remember doing it as a little girl when I learned that that's what it was. And I just tapped my glass the entire dinner. I must have driven everyone crazy. Yes. I'm sure this is shocking information to anyone that no. knows me. <laughs> oh, I can make them kiss? Hooray! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Well, let's switch gears a little bit and talk about, um, so you're an accessibility expert, uh, as we mentioned. How did you become an accessibility expert? It was completely unintentional. It was not in my um, goal for last uh, 2019 goal. I had like goal for 2019 right now in January. And I was part of this like group called Tie Riders. And this, what, the attention of it was to do business and put personal growth well by april i had like completely shifted gears because i went through this identity what was the word awakening awakening Awakening. jinx you owe me a soda 
<laughs> but identity awakening of like, oh, no, my being deaf really did play a huge role in my life. Before that, I was always like, oh, yeah, I'm deaf, but it's like a small part of me. This identity awakening really like kind of like made me think, no, me being deaf played a huge role in my life from the time I was a kid until now. So that was one thing I had to come to terms with. And then from there, I was like, well, what can I do? And I just like, started working with a couple of different coaches. And we realized that this is important, it, especially in the online industry where there are not really that many laws. The, the ADA law doesn't necessarily apply to the online industry, but there are web accessibility laws. But it's so hard when you're a small business because you don't necessarily have the funds to be able to make that happen. So or really know, too. Right, you don't really know. You don't, nobody thinks outside their bubble. Right, and I don't fault people for that. You only know what you know. Right. And that was, like, my thing is, like, well, let me put myself out there and start, like, sharing the stuff with people and figuring out what people want to know and how I can show them, how I can teach them, and make them want to do this. Make them want to include people. And that was one thing that uh, I just started spitballing from there and now I feel like I can really have a bit that's part of a business which I'm hoping to fully establish by April 1st. Yeah and I'm really excited to get into the details of talking about that in the second half of the show Um, and I think uh, I think we can probably take a quick break. Yeah let's take a quick break um, and then when we come back I want you to talk a little bit about your Instagram platform is sort of like a base of your accessibility tips Mm -hmm. and everything. And I want to make sure that we go through those couple of apps that will help people out if they want to embrace accessibility. So we'll be back in a second. And we are back. 
Thanks for hanging in with us on The Wedding Dish. We're coming at you over full service radio at the Line Hotel, and we are live to tape, which means that you have already heard me sing by now. Uh, (laughs) um, We're going to delve a little bit deeper into some of the accessibility um, awareness and um, and things that resources that Erin's put together um, and things that she's seen as she's gone through this process. And then we're going to talk about your wedding, too. Awesome. Um, So while we were on break, she said, one of the things I want to tell you is and then I wouldn't let her tell me. So, yeah, she wouldn't let me tell her. I was like, but, but, but. Okay, so. The reality is, I know accessibility, web accessibility is a beast. Even I started to dive in it, and I was like, oh, I can't do this. This is too much. Like, it's too much to take on, especially when you're small business. So my, I decided to focus more on what I know, which is um, deaf and hard of hearing, even though I, I, most of us prefer to be called deaf. But there are some people that will just consider themselves hard of hearing. Um, so I decided to focus on them, but I always will, like, if somebody else with a different disability said, hey, like, can you add this little nugget in? I will totally do that because I think it's important no matter what. But, like, I mean, I feel like the things that I'm going to share with you are going to let you basically... It doesn't just help the deaf community. It really does help a lot of other different communities because if you think about it, how many of you guys actually watch Instagram stories or videos on Facebook with the sound on? Yeah, I watch them on mute because the dog goes nuts. Yeah, like, <laughs> I, I don't watch, like, the, um, anything with sound on because, honestly, I don't like to hear it in general because the world's too noisy. So, like, it's really nice when people actually caption the Instagram story, or even put like little cliff notes on on their Instagram story, so I can just follow along. Because if you don't, I'm just gonna skip right by you and like, die. you're not gonna get any engagement from me. And it, and we all know engagement on Instagram is super important. So there's a couple of things you can do. You can use the Clipomatic app or the Miss Captain app. I think they both have a small cost, one-time cost of using them. And it actually like, captions your video while you're actually recording them. And then you can upload to Instagram story without, with little editing and boom. That's everyone, awesome. Yeah. Yeah. We'll link that on our show notes, those yeah. couple of apps, because that's amazing. Yeah. And then in general, when I'm watching like longer videos or if I have like, in, like a webinar that I want to participate in and... There's no other option. I use the Otter AI app, and that transcribes things in real time. We all have to remember these apps are not 100% perfect, because technology just works the way it works. Yeah, think of autocorrect. Like, it's never going to be absolutely perfect. Well, fortunately, it's not as bad as autocorrect sometimes. (laughs) Well, what about your name? (laughs) Well, yeah, my name. My name is always referred to in the boy version. Yeah, so when we're actually, I think I mentioned we're using um, Otter right now, and whenever we say Aaron, it uh, it types out the A-A-R-O-N version. <laughs> Who knew the tech was still fastest as well? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but you're, you're able to get basically really good 
like line by line transcription. Yeah. You can definitely tell what's going on in the conversation. It's, yeah. It'll mess up a little detail, like maybe your name, which isn't a little detail, but you know what I mean. Like yeah. you'll you, it's it's amazing. Like it just says everything that I'm saying right now is coming up on the phone. Right, and I also want to clarify: this is not like a quick fix for people to get a, a way with communicating with deaf people. It's a tool. It's yeah. like it's just a tool. Like find different ways to communicate with the person. Find a way that actually help the person communicate with you better because like we already have to do so much work in your world. Our world, deaf world is so small that it can be quite a burden on us to be a part of the hearing world, which is why sometimes we do retreat into our own little world. But like I recognize that this hearing world is actually amazing i just have to put the effort for it but i also want a little bit giving back as well yeah and i know sometimes asking puts the burden on you but i do have to ask you things a lot like Mm -hmm. does it bother you when i touch the back of your arm or um you know you've you've implemented a lot of tools into uh, being able to hear better at events because events are hard. Events are so hard. And I know a lot of these events, they can't like necessarily afford to bring an interpreter on. But like if there's little things that you can do to make it a little easier on that person, then do so. But I do know a lot of deaf people will not say, oh, by the way, I'm coming to this event. Most of them don't even bother anymore. And that's, like, sad to me because, like, I feel like people are missing out on so many amazing people. Like, like no. On both sides. Yeah. Like, on both sides, yeah. Yeah. That's really cool. And we have, Erin has, um, she's been putting together a bunch of resources and she's going to start rolling them out. So we'll definitely be sharing them with you all. And, um, and we'll be linking to all of her stuff so you can continue to follow along the conversation because it does change and develop and grow. Technology has been Mm -hmm. fascinating. Um, she's, I mean, it's been a really fascinating experience. It's been such a growing experience for me and I feel super lucky to have somebody like you in my life. Oh, thank you. So I know Steph wants to ask some questions about your wedding. Yeah, we want to get in the details because okay. it is the wedding dish That's and true. people want to know about your wedding. All right. So um, could you tell us, I know a little bit about your wedding, um, mm-hmm. but could you tell us a little bit about your wedding? Like, where was it? When was it? So it was actually almost 10 years ago this October. And we decided to do, I never wanted a big wedding. So I was like, I want a destination wedding. But it was October. You got to go below the hurricane bell. So we went to Aruba. Although I will tell you, that happened to be the hottest week we were there. (laughs) I feel like I never get away from like the hottest. Because every vacation that I've gone on has always been like super hot. I'm like, Why? So, and no one told me about the bug. I got so many bug bites on my legs, oh my so I was really itchy on my wedding day. Well, my husband, like, none of the bugs liked him. I was like, That's because they were so obsessed with you. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> but, like, it was really fun. It was a small wedding. It was really nice having just, like, the family there. And a few friends came. 
and we did it at um, the Tamron Resort. It's like a low-rise hotel, and it was just cool. Oh, it's just, beautiful. Yeah, it was it was very like low-key. So you mentioned in your pre pre-interview questionnaire, you mentioned that if you had to do it again, that you might have eloped. So is that because of the bugs and the heat, <laughs> or? Like you would like what? I felt like it was very stressful trying to plan something from that far. Yeah. I mean, they definitely live on island time, and I was like, <laughs> "Oh my god, you're giving me an answer!" And I feel like maybe ten years ago, people didn't really understand email. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It was like it took forever <laughs> to get an answer for anything, and it was very stressful. And I felt like trying to make everybody in the family happy. Like, my grandpa was like, why do you have to get married? He doesn't like to fly. I'm like, but he doesn't. Like, whatever. I'm like, can we just elope? Because I'm sick of trying to make right. people happy. Yep. I like, get it. This is my wedding day. Like, I just want to do what I want to do. Yeah. Did you enjoy your wedding day? Yeah, I did. For the most part, it, it was just really itchy. <laughs> Besides the sweltering heat and the bugs, like, <laughs> flying over you. Yeah, it was great. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, I, I know what you mean, because I, I eloped, and I tried to get married in Miami, and I couldn't put it together fast enough. It was just too much, and I was like, I, I can't do this. I don't want to talk to the person at the hotel. I don't want to talk to the person at a different hotel. I just don't want to do this anymore. Yeah. Like, it, it, it took away the fun of it. It like, really all of a did. sudden, I was like, no, I don't want to do this. I, I, and I'm the person that likes a lot of things to be in my control. And this just felt like I had no control. It was very, like, can we just a little? But then I know my parents wouldn't have been that happy yeah, about it. Yeah, that was nice of you. <laughs> did you have a, um, any accessibility aspects involved in your wedding day? No, because, like, it was so small. But I will say a funny story in that the priest minister, I don't know what, what he was. <laughs> Efficient. He basically repeated the vows twice. And we're all, like, standing there. We're like, wait, didn't he just say that? We should let him go with it. <laughs> he might have been a little... Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. That's what I mean, my but, like, my, my sister... <laughs> My oldest sister had a copy of it, and my best friend, she was the only one standing up with us, so she could see the guy's face, so she could understand him, but other than that, we didn't have So he anybody. didn't get the whole, when you guys said, I do, that you said it, and he just started going into the vows again? No, no, no. He, like, He said them like, twice before said you said, I do. Yeah. It was weird. so weird. It was so that weird. That sucks, too, because you're nervous, you know? Well, I, oh, I'm like, okay, I'm really hot. <laughs> get going. <laughs> oh my God. I totally get that. Um, what was your? What do you think is your favorite memory from your wedding day? Just really having all my friends and family there. That was fun. Um, that was also when we were into the bachelorette. I know people are into it now, but I'm not anymore. I stopped like eight years ago. And my best friend did a mini bachelorette party where I had to go and find all the voters. Were you in Aruba or no? Yeah, we oh, did it in Aruba. Nice. We just decided to keep it simple for everybody so they didn't have to constantly travel everywhere. That was nice. Yeah. That's a good thought, too. Yeah, that's cute. Do the bachelorette party the night before the wedding. I mean, I didn't have a desire to get drunk or anything like that, so. Yeah. You love yourself some beer, though. Yeah. You're a big beer I girl. I do. I do. Yeah. 
Well, everything on this podcast usually goes back to rosé and alcohol. So on that note, <laughs> and um, love, Erin, thank you so much for being here today. I have learned so much and it's just a pleasure having you here. And I'm sure everybody else uh, feels the same way. Thank you for having me. And really, if you ever have any question, don't hesitate to ask me because I'm an open book. It's true. She is. I ask her a lot of things. Sometimes they're weird. I mean, I, any question, don't ever think they're a stupid question because like, you just never know. Well, you're, like, you're just a great advocate like as you're coming out because mm-hmm. when you don't have any experience with somebody that is like deaf, you might not know that you can approach them. And so by you having this courage and coming forward and saying like, hey, I'm offering these resources, but I'm, off- I'm also offering myself, yeah. it lets people know like, okay, like maybe I can ask someone like if... if I can hear them or if I can do something for them when the conversation wasn't started before. It's just, yeah. So that's amazing. And, and thank you for doing that. And, um, yeah, thanks for being a part of the podcast today. Yeah. And thanks for being a part of the team. Yay. (laughs) We are so happy to have you, Aaron. I love it. Um, well, thanks so much for everybody for tuning into The Wedding Dish, brought to you over full service radio at the Line Hotel in Adams Morgan, D.C. Um, I want to thank Erin again for being on the pod today. Please check out her Instagram at MabelyQ underscore Q, and I'll spell that for you, M-A-B-E-L-Y underscore Q, and you can find those apps that we, that we talked about, the transcription apps. Um, or you can go to her website is MabelyQ.com, right? And that's M-A-B-E-L-Q. Why? I can't. <laughs> MabelyQ.com. <laughs> and next week we'll be dishing with wedding planner Milan's occasions, which will be super fun. Yeah, so we're so excited to have Millen on next week. So please join us on The Wedding Dish. And be sure to subscribe, rate, and review The Wedding Dish on your preferred podcast listening to platform. And thanks for hanging out with us today on our podcast where we chat about all things wedding, including accessibility. And um, we're super excited to see you guys next week. Please be sure to follow us on Instagram at The Wedding Dish Podcast and like us on Facebook. And we'll have show notes and everything in our um, in our show notes. Uh, that made no sense. On our blog. <laughs> okay, it's a rainy day and we're getting tired, so we're going <laughs> to wrap it up. Bye, everybody. Bye.